In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came for testimony to bear witness to the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness to the light. The true light that enlightens every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world knew him not. He came to his own home, and his own people received him not. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God. Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh. Full of grace and truth, we have beheld his glory, glory as of the only begotten Son from the Father. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. And he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, My father, if it be possible, let this chalice pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Our Lord in his agony enters into something that we cannot really understand. In our own small way, I suppose that we can, but that's about all. To begin with, What does it mean for us, for our Lord to appear to be distressed and troubled? As a rule, we never see pictures of our Lord that way. And yet we are told that's how he entered into that moment in the garden, distressed and troubled. And then he took up with him Peter, James, and John and said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even unto death. What does that look like? And Jesus Christ, who is God and man. He's not simply seeing his own suffering and death. He is seeing that. He's also, as we know, seeing the reason for his own suffering and death. He sees all the sins of humanity from the beginning until the end of time pass in front of him in a very brief time almost in a single moment. We can't imagine such a thing. Our own sins are enough, and the sins of our own world. But imagine seeing all the sins of humanity, and seeing them not as a sinner, but as someone who is perfectly innocent. Only the innocent, and in this case perfect innocence, understands the horror of sin. We do not. We learn to live with it. 
But our Lord sees sin for what it really is and then sees all of it in simply a moment. And as on the cross, as we will see later, he does not allow himself any divine consolation, although an angel will come later on. He sees it as it is, simply in his humanity, with all the pain that that would would mean. As I said, only innocence understands the horror of sin. And so our Lord sees this. And we are told by St. Luke, he was in such pain that he, his sweat became like drops of blood falling upon the ground. So he asked his, his disciples to, to pray with him. He only asked them for one hour to pray with him. And they slept. They left him alone. He wanted their companionship. Remember, our Lord in his human nature wants friendship. He wants yours, he wants mine too. Whenever we come before him in the Blessed Sacrament, he wants that friendship. But they slept. They wouldn't spend time with him. They wouldn't pray. So he comes and he finds them asleep and he speaks to Peter. Could you not watch with me for one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. A very basic statement about the human condition, isn't it? But he wants us to be with him. We don't think of that often, do we? That our Lord receives true joy when we spend time with him. He rejoices when we come to console him, to be with him. There's a different kind of love in that. We usually come and say, oh, Lord, here I am, take me for what I am. That's good, too. We have to do that, always. But above all, we have to, as well, come to be with him because he wants us to come, as he wanted them to come. So, let us now spend a few moments in the garden with the Lord, uh, a few moments allowing him to console us and us to affirm our friendship and to give him joy and console him. Your attitude must be that of Christ. Though he was in the form of God, he did not deem equality with God something to be grasped at. Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave. He was known to be of human estate, and it was thus that he exalted himself, repeatedly accepting, humbled himself, even death, death on a cross. Because of this, God highly exalted him, bestowed upon him the name above every other name, so that in Jesus' name every knee must bend, in the heavens, on the earth, and under the earth, and every tongue proclaims the glory of God the Father, Jesus Christ is Lord.